Welcome to Chatting with the Costas. I'm your host, John Costleton, and joining me in studio, as always, is the amazing, talented, my daughter, Destiny Costleton. Hi, everyone. Destiny in studio here today. How you been doing, kid? How, how you been feeling? I've been feeling really good, actually. Yeah? Yeah, you feeling a little better? Because I know you've been a little achy, painy, and all that good stuff. I've been doing pretty good this week. Yeah? Man, the weather's crazy, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Go some sunshine into pouring rain, thunderstorms. Man, you know what I was watching today, kid? I know. It's time for you wrestling. I didn't even watch wrestling today. I no. watched the... I watched the second game of the Buffalo Sabres, man. The first hockey, the fir- today. hockey today, one o'clock at, at the Key Bank Center, man. They had all new players. It's like I have to get used to them. What this is, uh, I was reading that this is uh, Rick Jenneris' last season with the Sabres. He's been calling the Sabres games for like a very long time. And <laughs> A funny story comes to mind. When I was a small boy uh, li- living on the west side of Buffalo, um, my my father, he got tired of listening to all different, tired of us kids playing all different kinds of music throughout the house. So one year, he got us all Walkmans or AM radio Walkmans at the time. And I can remember going to bed at 8 o'clock because that was my bedtime because I had to get up and go to school during the week. And I had an old-style bed rail. And it was nice because the bell clip fixed inside the bite, the bed rail, and I was able to take the earphones off of the of the headset. You know, I put the earpieces underneath my pillow, and I would fall asleep listening to Sabres games. And some of the best calls out of Rick Jenneret was like Mayday, Mayday, when Brad May scored that goal. Uh, Mama hides the cookies on the top shelves. You know. The way he called the Sabres game, I don't think nobody's ever going to match that. It's, it's just one of those things I'm going to be missing about, about about the Sabres games, about how the way he called the games and throughout the years of meeting different players and different Sabres teams, and especially with Ryan Miller, the way Ryan Miller would make the saves, you know, during that good Sabres run. Yeah, Rick Jenneret is a is a one in a generational talent. He he is gonna be missed. He is the true voice of the Buffalo Sabres. And by the way, they're on a, they're on a winning streak. It's only two games in, and they're on a winning streak. They the today they played the Coyotes, and they took them into a shootout. Desk. The goaltending was fabulous. You know the line shifts. The first two games, I can see there there's a culture change in, in, inside the Buffalo Sabres locker room. I, I think our new coach Donnie Granado has them has them going. I know they're not going to probably win every game, but it's nice to see him with a two and zero start. Then the other thing I'm worried about is our Buffalo Bills on Monday night. They're going up against Tennessee. They're a pretty good team, but they have an awesome running back in Derrick Henry. I don't know. This is going to be a real big te- test for our defense to stop stop Derrick Henry. Man, he's a very powerful running back in the NFL right now. Very powerful. I'm hoping we come out with another dub, though. That'd be nice. And then SmackDown, that you know that super size SmackDown. To be honest, it wasn't that great. It wasn't that great at all, guys. 
the most entertaining thing was Brock Lesnar fooling Roman Reigns saying, oh, I chatted with my advisor this morning about the contract. And I think the best match was uh, Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks because they just tore the house down. And then uh, Bianca, Bianca Belair got in there and she did her little thing. That I don't, I don't know what, two and a half hours of SmackDown, that was the only best thing about it. When Seth came out to talk, we fast-forwarded because Seth just talks a bunch of garbage. <laughs> but other than that, that's sports talk for right now. Now back to Destiny in the studio. Go ahead. <laughs> We're live on Anchor.fm, chatting with the Constantins. I know. What? Well, well, I've been having a very exciting week. Yeah, how so? Well, I've been working on a lot of projects. Yeah, yeah. Some uh, some successful? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Um, This week, I finished another recipe. You did? Yeah, so... Ooh, what are we going to talk about? Breaking news on chat with the Constantins <laughs> on anchor.fm. What you got, kid? What you got? Well, last month, I made pumpkin spice cupcakes. Right. And I told Coffee House that I will be doing um, baking articles for each month for the holiday season. Right. So it was time for me to do the October one. Yeah. So what'd you come up with? Anything good and exciting? Yeah. We got to hit the people what they want, kid. Let them know. <laughs> let them know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Halloween's around the corner. Oh, yeah. And I've been watching all my favorite competitions on the Food Network. Yeah. And there was an episode of Halloween Baking Champ uh-huh. Championship uh-huh. where they had to incorporate flavors of Halloween candy and treat you eat around Halloween into their desserts. Oh, yeah. Anything so, good? I thought about those apples that mom always buys with the caramel and the nuts on it. One of those oh. caramel candy apples. Yeah, yeah. Then I thought about apple pie. Yeah, apple pie, huh? I like apple pie. <laughs> and pumpkin apple are both flavors that are very popular for fall. Yes, they are. Apple cider, too. Apple cider. Can't forget about apple cider. So I decided to make a caramel apple cupcake. No, you didn't. You created that? Well, I had some help. You had some help? There's a food blogger I like. Her name's Sally. Yeah, shout out to Sally. She owns Sally's Bacon Addiction. Oh, yeah. I like the name because you because you can get addict addicted to baked goods. <laughs> I actually got a yeah, Sally Bacon. I want to make sure I said that right. Okay, and she is also a self-taught baker. Oh, nice! And she's been running her blog for a couple of years, and sometimes I look, um, look up her recipes and see what she's working on. Because um, one of my favorite things to do is anytime I watch Food Network or if I read some, uh, look at food blogs, I like to put my own twist on things. I like to make it my own. 
Yeah, yes, you do. And then not all recipes are gluten-free friendly. So I also have to consider how to make it gluten-free friendly so I can eat it too. Did you make it? And oh yes, they're gluten-free. Yeah. And one of the things to consider when you're doing gluten-free bacon is the ratio of amount of flour you're doing. And the flour needs extras like Zantex gum um, and a different kind of rising elements. So the best flour I recommend if you have to do gluten-free bacon is the Bob Red Mill flour. It's an equal measure. It's one-to-one. It already has the Xantex gum in there for you and the extra things that come with uh, gluten-free flour. So it's an equal measure. You can equally replace any, uh, you can replace, easily replace all-purpose flour in a recipe and do the same exact measurement of the gluten-free flour mix to substitute. So it's the easiest way to handle that. Oh, nice. So it's like all pre-mixed for you. You just measure and and continue with your uh, creation. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So I came up with a spice cake with um, Honeycrisp apples incorporated to the batter. And Honeycrisp apples is not typically a baking apple, but it's the most sweetest apple um that's out there and it only comes out in the fall season so it's a it's only an annual apple that comes out this time of the year and it's the best delicious apple i ever tasted it is because i i I eat apple like once a day they say it keeps the doctor away but you still gotta go to the doctor for something (laughs) (laughs) so tell me so how they come out well I thought they came out delicious. Yeah, did you put the coffee on and and give me one? Yeah, I gave you one. I gave you, you one did? yesterday. Oh yeah, that's right. It was so good. And and guys, it didn't even taste like it was gluten free. It tasted like a regular baked cupcake, and you can taste every spice ingredients in this cupcake. It was so good, it especially goes well with a hot cup of coffee which I can go for a cup of coffee right about now. I got mine. You got yours? Mm-hmm. Is it good? Yeah, it's good with my caramel coffee cream. Yeah? Man, I got to make some more. Damn it, now I want coffee. <laughs> I I had to use the coffee pot today because I ran out of iced coffee. No. It tastes the same, doesn't except it gets cold through a through a processing, right? It might be a touch different, but not a lot. Yeah. Was it at the right temperature, 170? No, actually it cooled off by now. So now it's like I got my cold brew. Yeah. I, the perfect cup for me would be like at 170 degrees. A little cream, three sugar, and that special blend of Columbia beans get get that good aroma going oh man after this podcast I'm making some coffee kid <laughs> and usually with spice cakes um, cream cheese frosting um, pairs the best but I did a different take on oh yeah that mascarpone frosting with the 
caramel and a slice of apple up on top. Oh my god, <laughs> it was so good, y'all. Mm, make the recipe. Follow the recipe to the tea. Make it, and you can enjoy it just the way I did. And make sure you put a pot of coffee on with it. So, I besides Sally, I also looked up a carm. Um, oh, I'm so excited because I actually made homemade caramel sauce for this cupcake. It was so good. And I laugh when bakers um, on the Food Network make caramel sauce because they usually burn it. <laughs> or they say this ain't working. The sugar ain't melted. Or <laughs> something goes wrong. And I know it's not funny, but. <laughs> it makes a show, though. You know what I mean? You, they got to start over and they're all frustrated. It makes a show. I know it's not frustrated when a person gets funny, but. I know. But that's um, just the way television is. So I was like, okay, I got to do this slowly. I know I got cute whisking. I don't want this to burn. But as for myself, I made the perfect salted caramel. That's awesome. I'm proud of you. Um, caramel's a little tricky. It is. You, get, you gotta have that consistency, right? Um, gotta make sure you keep whisking because you don't want the sugar to burn. And you also gotta go through different stages of whisking. You gotta keep whisking till it simmers. Stop whisking when it simmers or can thicken. Whisk it again. Add the heavy cream slowly. Whisk it again. Let it bring to another simmer. Keep whisking. Let it go to simmer again until it's got a thicker consistency. Yeah, so that makes a good for a uh, forearm workout, right? Yeah. <laughs> And be careful when you hold the wrist, you don't get a finger cramp. Yeah, those those ain't fun. Um, so it's a apple apple spice cake. So I got cinnamon, apple pie spice, nutmeg inside, and I put a little bit of peanut butter chips inside. Oh yeah, that that just topped it right off, guys. That peanut butter chip. Mm 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 mm. So I thought the peanut butter would taste good because sometimes you dip apple slices into peanut butter. Um, so I thought it would be a nice little twist. And then it's got the mascarpone um, cream cheese frosting. There's a ca salted caramel drizzle on top. And then I decorated with a caramel apple slice. Yeah, it came and out really good. The recipe, um, my editor just took a look at it. It's all set to be published in Coffee House Writers Monday, October 18th. And then my um, friend Donna, uh, she made a beautiful recipe graphic that we're going to be sharing on the Coffee House social media pages next Saturday. Yeah, look out for that, guys. Yeah, because you're going to want to make this one. <laughs> As, as Mr. Food used to say, ooh, it was so good. <laughs> oh, hey, kids, you know what I discovered? Hmm. You know how you bought me this nice apple for Father's Day that I finally got? Yes. And, and I put my laptop away and put it up on the shelf in case I wanted to tinker with it later on. Mm -hmm. Guess what I downloaded on it? I know you tried the up the 11. Windows. Yeah, I put the Windows 11 on it. 
And I was actually surprised it took and surprised how fast it ran. It it took like a 30 minute install. And what it did was it organized all my desktop files real nice and neat. Um, the start menu is not where the start menu is anymore. It's like in the middle. Kind of reminds me of like a like an Apple toolbar basically on the screen or a docking station. But my first impressions of it, it's it's pretty fast for the way I have my laptop set up. I have a one gig um, SATA hard drive in there. I maxed out the memory on it, and it it surprisingly it runs pretty. It ran pretty smooth. It's basically you're doing all the steps, except when you. It's a it may take you like another step or two, but it's basically all the steps you're doing from Windows 10. You can still search in the search bar. You can go do your updates. You can go in the control panel. You know, again, first impressions, it's a nice, slick looking operating system. I would, if I wanted to go back to my Windows, I would prefer having new Windows 11, but I'm a Mac guy now. I love my Mac and I, I don't think I'm going to. I don't think I'm going to go back to Windows unless I have to do some troubleshooting or get computer questions about Windows. But I love my Mac and my Big Sur, and my M1 chip in here. And I just love everything about this Mac. But that's my latest discovery, kid. I'm still trying to keep my computer skills intact because sometimes I feel like that Toby Keith song, uh, as good as I once was. <laughs> Remember that song? Yes, but you're the best, Dad. You're the best computer tech out there. I try. I try. That was weird. I have some kind of sound effects. It is Halloween. Halloween time. You hear spooky stuff. <laughs> you just got to roll with it, kid. Just got to roll. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I I think Windows Windows 11 shows a lot of promise for computer guys. But everybody has their opinion on st- stuff. But that's just my first impressions of it. I actually like it. Um, it makes everything nice and neat. Uh, looks very easy to use. Everything looks like very well detailed in 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 the way the operating system looks to me, and it it runs fast, guys. It runs pretty fast, and I I was really impressed. So if you got time, check it out. But first, before you do anything, my rule of thumb is back up everything that you want. Make sure your computer meets the system requirements to run Windows 11 because I tried putting Windows 11 on my daughter's computer, and the processor doesn't support it. So she's good with Windows 10. I offered my my, my Lenovo, my beefed up to her. Lenovo tour, but uh, she's like, no, dad, I'm good with my, with my HP. So, but yeah, just make sure you have all the right specs and you should be good to go with windows 11. Right. Yeah. Microsoft allows you to do a PC health check uh, before you decide to install, install it. Um, Cause it wants to make sure that you have um, the ability to do so. Um, unfortunately, I'm not allowed to update yet because um, my processor didn't meet the requirements, but that's fine. I'm good at my Windows 10. I love my HP. Uh, my HP runs nicely and it's got a really large screen on it for me, um, but I'm good for now. My, com- my computer is good. 
Oh, what else did you do to that laptop? Well, Dad installed a new camera on here for me. And it nice. Um, so there's a better picture uh, for when I meet with students. Yep. Um, I thought my camera was fine, but Dad says better picture. And you saw it before you, before you started the podcast, correct? Yes. W- wasn't it a better picture? Yes, it looks very bright and clear. So who was right? You were right. And you know, on the side, you have a USB-C. So I have a connector connected to it. So every once in a while, you may have to unplug it because that's what I have to do on my Mac with my uh, USB-C lightning to get my uh, headphones or microphone to work. But it's really no big deal. Just something new. But other than that, what else you got? What else you got on tap there, kid? Um, well, uh, aside from the baking I did this week, um, I also I'm still reading the book, but my book review was due uh, before I was able to finish the book. But I read uh, most of it, so I was able to give a good review. Um, so I finished Tall Will- Willows by PC Feather. Was it good? It's very good. Um, she is, this is her debut book. Um, she's a new author. Well, welcome to the author club. <laughs> <laughs> um, her book, her book was just released uh, yesterday, October 15th. Um, it is a murder mystery novel uh, with a romantic twist built into it. Um I think I talked a little bit about it before on last episode, um, how I was trying to figure out how the murder mystery part went along with the romantic relationship. I thought, I thought this, I felt like she was telling two different storylines in the beginning of the book, but now that I'm, um, getting close to the end and in the middle I can I can I can see the relation between the two narrative arcs um but it's a exhilarating adult novel full of mystery um there's town secrets within the school district um wonderful characters uh romance that you wouldn't expect to happen um it's very good. Um, I I did mention how I was confused a little bit in the beginning of the book, but um, I um, I wrote my review. It's on. It's available through Weezy Discovery. Um, it will go on my blog, Dustman Creations, next Thursday. Um, I've been posting book reviews on Thursdays. Um, and we can find that at ConstantinBooks.com. And again, anything, any any book review or anything we talk about, it'll be listed at constantbooks.com. Also, we'll list everything in the description of what we talked about and what we recommend. So check out the description. Uh, that's where everything would be in like our show notes. And when uh, when we get done with this podcast, we'll have the description up and it'll be all good to go. And you'll have the audio version. Plus, you can read through the description notes for for this podcast episode and always you can always find chatting with the constantins on anchor.fm spotify 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Castbox, Pandora Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We're all right there for you. Yeah, I gave Tall Worlds a four star review. Um, there's one thing I don't like in this book. What? 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 And I try, I try not to be. I try to be. I try to be honest. You're always honest. Um, I want. I know what. As an author and a writer, I know how hard it is to write a story. How much work and effort you put into your work. So, um, I know firsthand experience that our writing becomes emotional and a part of us, and it is hard to, um, you know, it's nerve wracking when you gotta have someone else read it and think of their opinion um and i know she's a debut author and i wanted to do my best for her i wanted to give her the recognition that she deserves i want to make sure that her book gets noticed and that she can grow as an author um and she says she plans on making this a series set so she says there's going to be six books in this series and i'm looking forward to reading more from her Oh, nice. Um, but the story is um, based on um, um, well, she goes to a ranch. Um, I'll explain more in a second. Um, it's based on a high school senior named Ruth. She's 17, um, almost turning 18. Um, she's very brave and smart. Um, she's in a program where she um, takes college, class, college credit courses in the afternoon at the local university. Um, while she's finishing her senior classes in the morning. Um, but before school starts, she, um, during the summer, she works for her grandfather on the ranch. Um, they raise horses and hold a rodeo every summer. And during the, ro- uh, during the summer, she met um, a tall, handsome guy named Ken. Um, and they quickly... Um, and quickly uh, get closer and get no- and know more about each other, and he falls madly in love with her. Um, but the one thing that they didn't do was tell much about each other. Um, she could tell that Ken's a little bit older because they met at the university uh, he, the next time they saw each other, um, but he didn't know Ruth was still a high school student. Um, so things get complicated when she realizes that the guy she's been dating all summer is her new English teacher. Oh, no. And that's one of the things I don't like about the story. What thickens? I, I, I guess because I am in the education field and I'm an educator, I don't... I know it's just... I know it's just a story, but to me, I know it's unethical to have a relationship with students and seeing, knowing that Ken is older and he didn't disclose this information, but she did, she did, she did the same. She kept it a secret, which is not good. I just, I don't know how I feel about the romance between a I know she's going to turn 18 soon. She's going to be graduating early and she's going to be going to the university full time. But 
I, I just wasn't fond of how their relationship started in the beginning. Well, sometimes that happens, you know, people don't disclose anything and then they find out later on and that's how people get hurt or they just continue. But I, I mean, I, it makes the book interesting. Um, but I, I guess maybe I was thinking too much reality. Um, but he's very sweet, he's very caring. Um, and I appreciate the author keeping the romance clean. I'm not very fond of uh, romance with explicit content. That's not my cup of tea. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, Technically a cup of coffee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's another bad dad joke, right? Yes, but the expression doesn't go a cup of coffee. It goes cup of tea. I know. <laughs> we got we, we got change tradition every once in a while, right? Yes. Um, but I felt better about the relationship um when the truth came out and the truth came out and they disclose it to your family, and I felt better after that. But in the beginning, I felt very iffy about it. <laughs> but you know what they say? It's, they, they say the truth always sets you free. So, so um, but the um, the mystery in this story is very interesting, very interesting, and very entertaining. And I keep trying to figure it out. I think I have a clue now, but it's very hard. It's not a book where you can figure it out easily, which that's a bonus for me. Uh, Sounds like you got to wait to the end to actually figure it all out. Yeah. Um. So there is, and I'm trying. I'm still trying to figure this out, but um, the book starts off with a school administrative, um, the school secretary um, working in the cop, uh, working in the office. She's getting ready for the school year. She's uh, making copies for the principal. And there is a gentleman named Hector. Um, he is assigned to be the school accountant. He keeps track of the school district financial budgets. And he's in there for a meeting with the principal. Um, the secretary is having trouble with the copy machine. It ran out of paper and the paper is on a very high shelf in the storage room, which used to be the dark room for the photography classes. And okay. all this, uh, he says, I'm sorry, I can help you. I have to meet with the principal. She goes, He's not here yet. He's outside. Um, he's outside parking his car. Um, no, not parking, but went to his car. She says something like that. And he goes to the uh, storage room with her. And he climbs the ladder. And then all of a sudden, while he's on the ladder, it gets very dark. He can't see anything. And then this is one of the best parts. Um, well, it's not good, but... I guess Spoiler. I should say I should say the description is good because the author uses onomatopoeia to make the noise of the blood of the gun going off realistic. Oh no. So he 
he is found dead by Ruth and her best friend Paloma um, because they went to uh, see if the camera was in there to use because they want to take pictures. They want to take pictures for they work on the school newspaper. So she asked the teacher, um, teacher asked her if she had a camera to use for the for the class and she said no so he says there's one they ran out to students but it's in the dark rooms and that's when they found him oh no but the chapter the way it starts out it's very mysterious because there's hardly any character names there's only there's only hector which is the accountant for the school district you don't know the secretary's name yet you don't, you got a feeling it was her, but you're not sure because you don't know if there was someone else in the background lurking or anything. And then after, that's the whole chapter one. Then after chapter one, you're introduced to the main character, which is Ruth. So that's why I was kind of confused because it starts off with the mystery of the murder. And then it goes to the main character, Ruth, and you get to learn that she loves horses. You learned about her family, her ranch, and you're like, how does this character go with the mystery? That's why I was confused. Um, but once the school year starts, you start to put things together. Makes sense. That's that's a good uh, that's a good assumption of it. It sounds like it's gonna be a, a good seller. Yes, the characters are full personality. They truly fit the story, the author writing style, and she uses scripted words and lyric elements to feature story settings and what's happening. So it's really good murder mystery. I recommend it. Um, each chapter moves the plot along. Um, it'll, it'll, keep, it'll keep your eyes glued to the page. And um, I have about 95 pages left, and I'm still trying to figure out who it might be. I got a I got a hint, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but um, it was an honor to do this review for her. Um, she shared it on her social media page, and I got excited when she said, "Look at the lovely review I got." <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I I just love the way you interpreted the book from just reading only almost not almost all of it and still have like 95 pages of it and still be able to write an awesome review like that. So you can find that review on uh, Amazon uh, with her book. It's not on Amazon. Well, her book is sold on Amazon, but my review is not on Amazon. For some reason, Amazon gives me trouble publishing my reviews. Um, but this was my project for Weezy Discovery. So my reviews on there. Oh, let's check out Weezy Discovery. <laughs> That's simple. Just We'll just, we'll, we'll just add the link in the description so you can check out the, the review and then you can form your own opinion. That's That sounds fair, right, kid? Yes. And um, unfortunately, um, my uh, schedule is going to be changing shortly and I won't be able to take on any book review projects for a while. Um, so I have three more projects left, which includes The Twilight Curse by K.M. Way, 
Um, that was the magic book I was talking about with the owls. Right. Um, I finished it. I have to type it up. Um, I'm working on my friend Caitlin's book, Making the Play. Mm-hmm. And then my last request was from the new children book author, Tammy, for her ABC animals. Um, but once I finish those, I won't be able to take on any projects. Um, I got an amazing opportunity for my dream job. And it's going to be a big change. Um, but I'm very excited and nervous at the same time. <laughs> You don't have to be because you just got to be you. You know, you used when you were. I'm going to start to cry. <laughs> when you were born, I held you in my arms. And then, well, actually, first, no, let me start. When when you first came out of mommy, they put you on the table. You grabbed my finger. And that's what made you special. Because <laughs> when you first come out, you're not supposed to do that. And you actually did that. And I knew you were special. And then you started to grow and all, all you, all you wanted to do from when you're like two on is play school your whole life. You dreamed of being a teacher and you stuck to that path, even though that path took a little twist and turns when you did your, uh, you got, you got a degree in a master's and you studied math and, and then you curved back onto the path doing, doing your tutoring and, Obviously, you had the little misstep of going in a wheelchair. You didn't think you'd be able to do anything anymore. And you still found a way, obviously, with support from me and your mom and everybody who loves you so much, got the courage. You felt safe in a wheelchair knowing your wheelchair is your new legs now where you can literally run over people and literally run. <laughs> and you you found a way to get this amazing opportunity, even though people told you no, you said, guess what? I'm going to prove you wrong. And what'd you do? You proved them wrong, right? And even when you're at 2016, you started in trip and you started nurse, uh, I'm sorry, teaching. And you, and, and I was so upset because you got some bad advice and said you couldn't be a teacher. No, you can be a teacher. Again, you said, okay, I'm going to prove you wrong. And what'd you do? You proved them wrong. And now you had this amazing opportunity. You kept the dream alive. And now you're going to do this dream. It's destiny's time. It's going to be a big change, but I'm very excited. And um, when I found out um, the last couple of weeks, I've been doing um interviews and demo lessons and when she told me that i have the best demo lesson she ever saw i i started bawling my eyes out. basically um, you can't wait to tell me the news because i was you you couldn't sleep and i was having a hard time sleeping and then when i had some news to share which it wasn't that great but i i started crying for you because i was so proud of what you just accomplished and you can still keep going. Yeah, I'm going back to uh, my alumni college and I'm going to be their new English teacher. And I, I got a whole bunch of paperwork to fill this weekend. Um, but they want me to s- start in a couple of weeks, but first I got the training and I can't believe it. 
so um i i gotta i gotta step back from coffee house um they're they're helping me to work on an arrangement because i told them i still want to do the holiday articles and i still want help on the weekends with our social media platform so i'm just gonna i'm still staying with them i'm just gonna have a little bit less responsibility um and book reviews i'm gonna slow down for a little bit um and, and, and you're still gonna be my co-host right because i feel we're flying solo now <laughs> i'm gonna help as much as i can <laughs> uh maybe we just go to once a month on on, on episodes what do you think um uh, we might have to but i'm gonna help i'm gonna help out as best as i can yeah um but one of the projects i'm excited about i'm gonna try to participate as much as i can what's that um, but uh, November um, is, uh, I know this is funny to say, not no right month, but stands for National Novel Writing Month. Um, it's a organization I learned about two years ago uh, when I joined Coffee House. Um, what it is, it's a nonprofit organization that believes encouraging young children um, to um, use their cre creativity. Um, they want to help build young kids' um, voices, um, push them to go for their creativity. And it's an organization that I have um, been amazed with of how many people they help. Um, so it they they got two separate programs that go on in November. One's for young writers, and one are for adult writers. And they push writers and authors to finish that word goal they have. So what they do is from November first to the last day of November they want you to write 50,000 words. So 50,000 words is the minimum for starting a novel. So throughout the month, they encourage you to write every day, um, create a writing schedule with word counts on it, and they team up with other authors to do motivational speaks. Um, they encourage you to share your project on social media, get readers excited about your new project that you're working on. And it's just a very fun writing challenge to be involved with because um, everyone wants to meet that goal. And sometimes we don't always have time to write every day. So it's like a project to, you know, to get you moving. And it's very fun. You can team up with friends. Um, I'm teaming up with Donna and Tracy from Coffee House, um, and you encourage one another. You can earn badges when you meet so many words. Um, there's also great writing resources like um, character sheets, uh, planning. There's pep talks. You can also donate by purchasing coffee mugs, T-shirts. Coffee? Um, yeah, they made their own coffee cups. 
um, t-shirts, there's workbooks you can purchase. It's a big fun event. Um, I signed up because I've been trying to finish my novel for, I don't know, for the longest time. Um, and I'm really close. I actually found my notes the other day and I thought I lost them. And I'm at almost 35,000 words. So I'm really, really close. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, uh, and, did, didn't we talk about this last year on an episode of the podcast? Yeah, I did. Because um, oh, it was oh, yeah. the first time I was joining. Um, and I just wanted to mention again because November is like two and a half weeks away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming up and right now authors and um, been doing the nano prep um, and uh, I actually took a fun little questionnaire they had um, at the beginning of this week mm-hmm. um, it was a questionnaire to figure out when you write what time of day you write the best when when you write and like it, it's a goal to you know track your word counts to see you know because in order to meet this goal you literally have to write a certain amount of words every day but of course everybody don't always have that time to do so so and my schedule is changing and so I'm trying to figure out how I can still be involved so they actually calculated a weekend writing schedule for me which I think I might try. It was hard to try, right? Yeah. Um. So it gave me, I think I put it in the binder. It gave me like where I can write less than a thousand words um, during the weekday if I spend at least 45 minutes. If I do at least, well, two sessions. So so 90 minutes, which is an hour and a half. So mm-hmm. if, I, I, if I write under a thousand each weekday for 90 minutes and then do the bigger word counts on the weekends where I can spend two, three hours, then it's a possibility I get close to the goal. So I think I might try that and everybody can try that as well. It's available for everybody. Um, But in order to gain access to their um, resources and to be involved, you have to register. So it's N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O dot org. That's their website. You will create a username and a password. It asks you to announce your project for 2021. I'll say you have to fill in what type of project you're going to be working on, if it's a novel or short story. And it'll ask you the title of your project, the genre, uh, write a little story synopsis. Um, what are your writing goals? And you can connect with other writers. Um, you can find your buddies on there and you can encourage one another, earn badges. Then they'll send you weekly emails saying if there's a guest speaker talking. There's also virtual meetups. So you can write with a group of people. Um, so it's very fun and it raises money. F- it raises money. Um, for their Young Writers Program to encourage others um, to go, use their creativity and go for their goals, which I'm a huge believer in. <laughs> and and, and uh, 
we'll we'll also have that link in the description as well guys as as soon as this podcast is available as soon as we're done uh recording it's going to be live and also if you ever looking to start a podcast i would look no further than anchor.fm forward slash start that that is how we produce our podcasts and if you're on a limited budget anchor.fm is a way to go because all you really need is a computer and what's cool about anchor is it's also portable too on your on your smartphone you can download the app create an episode edit it right on your smartphone and just publish it and and then it goes through like then they just distribute they distribute they send it out for you through like stitcher spotify which is connected to anchor apple podcast they do all that for you all you have to do is record and edit and it's just that easy and if you want to go a little further and add a couple bucks to it uh you can go on amazon and get a studio professional mic like i'm using and a set of studio headphones and you can also use your windows or apple computer and i use software called audacity but you can use GarageBand. and what's nice what's nice about is that they're both free so i i use audacity i find it to be much easier quicker for me to edit my episodes and publish them as quickly as possible for interviews anchor is pretty awesome you can do it right from your phone or we like to use zoom so again just download anchor.fm on your phone they also have a nice web browser called anchor.fm sign up password you can calculate all your episodes there. You can see who's listening. And I'd love to listen to your podcast. Just let me know when it's available. And you can always find us chatting with the Constantins on anchor.fm. I got a good tip for you, too. What's the tip? Um, <laughs> so if you're a writer like us, or if you're a podcast host and right. you need to share um, new episodes, what you're working on on social media. There is a sushi, uh, so not sushi. Why did I say sushi? You want sushi? <laughs> no, I said it by accident. <laughs> um, there's a social media management tool um, where you can schedule posts ahead of time, and it's shared to all three all three of your platforms um, together um, using Buffer. It's a, so, it's a social media dashboard. It makes life easy. You don't have to log in to each of your social media accounts. You all you log in you log in once. You can do your schedules for the whole week. Don't even have to worry about it. It saves a lot of time. It's been a huge time saver for me. Um, yeah. Especially um, because of now, um, I got multiple things to do every day. <laughs> but the, it's the multitasker. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to multitask. Um, but it's easy because then I don't have to worry about, oh, I forgot to do this. I forgot to put this on the page. Um, I forgot to tell everybody when a new episode's on or a new blog post. Um, so it allows me to schedule for the whole week um, at certain, whatever time I want. And the time saver, guys. That's it's all it a is. big time saver. Big time saver, shortcut. It's kind of like it's kind of like Ron Paul P when uh, he did his infomercials. Set it and forget it. Basically, it set it, forget it. You're done. And just check your like Twitter or Facebook. Oh yeah, I did that post. 
I'm not oh. worried. It, it went out. You out of coffee? And a little bit of coffee brown on the bottom. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not good taste. That's okay. I finished it though, but the last sip it had a little bit. Yeah. It happens when you get down to the last pot, you know. It's it's always like that. So anything else you wanna talk about? That's all I have for this week. So basically what you're saying is follow your dreams, never give up, keep pushing forward. When when you get knocked down, dust yourself off, get back up, do all over again, and never say never. Yep, never say never. Because you never know that big opportunity is just going to knock on your door and you, you have to be ready and take it, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, so you ready to close this podcast out, kid? Get it up? Yes. Um, before we go, um, please check out constantbooks.com. I've updated the website um, with a few fall theme graphics. Um, Dan and I are sharing our children's books, The Jeremy Dan Dream, but Dad 2. Um, it will be a cute, fun story for the whole family to celebrate Halloween with. Um, it's got a little mystery, uh, father daughter adventure. Um, a little bit of spookiness with Crazy Town, um, but the perfect <laughs> book, f- <laughs> the perfect book for the family to enjoy this ho- uh, this Halloween. Um, there's a graphic and information up on the website for that. Um, there's a new crossword puzzle that's Halloween themed. Um, I've been doing a new blog post. I did um, what I was reading for WWE Wednesday. Um, my to be reading list for the month. Um, there's book recommendations up there. Um, I also talked about smart goals uh, that we talked about last podcast episode. So if you want to read more about creating smart goals um, and how to achieve them, please read that. Um, everything I said on the air, I typed up for everybody. That's the Magic Creations, ConstantinBooks.com. Check it out. Have a wonderful week. And we thank you for joining us. Yes, we thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening live to Chatting with the Constantins on Anchor.fm. Until next time, go Bills. Victory Monday. Here we come. Peace.